Each week, I hope this podcast gives you a boost, empowers you to be your best self. And I was so drawn to working with Mighty Meals. Their mission starts with empowering you to live healthier lives. I love that Mighty Meals is a convenient, healthy meal delivery service made with locally sourced ingredients by chefs. If you're in the DMV, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, for those outside the DMV, then head to eatmightymeals.com slash yourgoodnews for a special offer of $25 off for purchases of $75 or more. And don't worry, if you're outside of the DMV, they are expanding soon. Hi, and welcome to the Your Good News Podcast with me, your host, Katherine Getty. Each Thursday, I'll give you the scoop on the good news coming out of Washington and how you can get involved with this thing called democracy. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Good News Podcast. As always, I'll give you the scoop on what good is coming out of Washington, i.e. what's happening, as well as some context or a peek behind the curtain on what could be next. So first up, what's happening in Washington? So a quick update on the debt ceiling. And this is a refresher from last week's episode, episode 77, where I talked all things debt ceiling. And the debt ceiling is really the total amount of money that the United States government is authorized to borrow to meet its existing legal obligations. And I likened it to the limit on a credit card. Currently set at $31.4 trillion, Congress will have to pass a law to adjust it. And as of last Thursday, the U.S. hit the ceiling and the Treasury Department began doing what they call extraordinary measures, which is moving money around to ensure that they can still pay their obligations. The Treasury Department stated they'll be unable to do any more maneuvering as of an X date that will likely occur in Q3 of this year. For context, the debt ceiling has become a flashpoint because it's a tool that Congress can use to prod the administration regarding spending. And it's Not always efficient, but it is how the game is currently played. And so I want to keep you kind of in the know on what what that debate is. The players have really fallen on these lines of House Republicans led by Speaker McCarthy in the administration. And as of Tuesday of this week, Senate Republicans said Speaker Kevin McCarthy should negotiate on the debt limit lifting solution within the White House since whatever they come up with will have to pass the House, and it'll have to pass both chambers to get signed by the president. I think it's super interesting because both kind of lines are, you know, the White House is saying, we got to stop these draconian measures. We can't allow, there's no room for negotiations. And House Republicans really want an opportunity to talk about kind of how spending has gotten out of control I don't know where that kind of falls. Someone's going to have to blink either House Republicans, the White House, Senate. You know, we'll see kind of where things happen. If maybe something will come together, some grand bargain, some great deal, we'll have to see. I mean, I think something's going to have to get done because we have never defaulted on our obligations. And doing so would cause a lot of concerns to not only our financial system, but around the world, because we are seen as someone who is really reliable on paying their bills. And like a credit card, if you don't pay your bills, you're kind of frowned upon and things happen. So we'll see what happens next. I wanted to keep you updated on what is happening. 
So now that I've shared with you kind of that debt ceiling piece, I do want to highlight that the Senate returned this Monday for basically their second kickoff of the new Congress. As a reminder, you know, they came back in the beginning of January and swore in new senators and then they left for a few weeks. So they really came back this Monday ready to go. But With the Senate gone most of January, there remains a lot of organizing to be done. And first among that list are committees. Committees in Congress serve as legislative, oversight, administrative services within the Senate and in the House. But specifically in the Senate, they still haven't gotten the ratio. So the ratio basically is determined by how many are in the majority and how many in the minority, and then it kind of falls down to the committees. So think there are 51 Democrats, 49 Republicans. Committees should look very similar to that sort of tight ratio. It's The Senate is really a traditions-based body. And so it is hoped that it kind of falls along those lines. Will that happen? I don't know. You know, it's possible that rosters are finalized by the end of the week, that some deal comes along. But While we know who will hold the gavel in each committee, the subcommittees and those chairs of the subcommittees really are up in the air. And so subcommittee chairs can have a lot of jurisdiction um, over their little area of expertise or their area of what the committee covers. And so it's really important to understand who's going to be leading those committees for this next Congress. I kind of say all of that, but, you know, to kind of keep you on your toes, the Senate Judiciary Committee did have a hearing on on Tuesday. And you're like, okay, well, Catherine, you just said committees weren't formed. The way I've been able to understand it, and I'll keep you posted, is that they were able to utilize the rosters from last Congress, and they just didn't add any new people, and anyone who had retired didn't join. So, The Judiciary Committee did have a meeting on Ticketmaster. Why Ticketmaster, you may be asking? Well, if you kind of flash back to November, you might have heard, you might have seen in the news that Taylor Swift announced her Eras tour and that there would be multiple days of pre-sales. Well, things didn't go quite as they planned with Ticketmaster. They were going to be selling all these pre-sales, handling all the back end. You know, Taylor Swift acknowledged it didn't go well, but said she had been told by Ticketmaster, everything's going to work. We can handle the demand. Well, that didn't happen. There were hour-long waits or multiple, you know, like 10 hours, I think I saw, or queues that fail where you got a ticket, you were in the queue to check out, and then it dropped out of your out of your basket or codes that never appear. There were a lot of these pre-sale codes that Ticketmaster was supposed to be sending based on if you're a verified fan to ensure that bots didn't get them, or maybe you had a particular credit card and you were going to get a code. Those codes didn't appear. And so with that disastrous performance, Congress really had a hook to investigate even more. I think there's been long-standing, from what I've researched, there's been long-standing concerns about Ticketmaster. But to kind of layer on top of that, in 2010, Ticketmaster was bought by Live Nation. And to some degree, they became the only company in town that had that much clout. You know, they have these promoters and then they have venues that are exclusively Ticketmaster. 
And so they're really that first market before it goes on a secondary market. They were kind of that first, the only option you had for many times. And in a nearly three-hour hearing, senators from both sides of the aisle, Taylor Swift really bringing some bipartisanship to D.C., I guess, you know, senators from both sides of the aisle lambasted the Live Nation CEO, Joe Berktold. What will happen, what Congress will do is a matter of time, but the Department of Justice separately announced in November that they had launched an antitrust investigation. And DOJ tends to be pretty mum until things are moving along. So I'll keep you posted from the congressional standpoint and if there's any other updates on this debacle. So that's it. That's what's happening in Washington. More debt ceiling conversations happening. The Senate is still trying to get their committee stood up, but the Senate Judiciary Committee had a fascinating hearing on Live Nation slash Ticketmaster as a result of the Taylor Swift ticket debacle. Thank you for joining today's episode of the Orca News Podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead, hit subscribe. So each week, this podcast will be where you stream your podcast. If you haven't, connect with me on Instagram. My handle is at Katherine Getty. I'd love to hear feedback on this episode or things that you're interested in hearing in the future. And as always, tune in each Thursday for another episode of the Your Good News Podcast.